0: So, Ryland, if you had to describe your governor in one word, what word would you use? Combative. Ryland Barton is a statehouse reporter for Kentucky Public Radio. That's so good. That's so like reporterly. <laughs> and right now his governor, Matt Bevin, is up for re-election. If you read about him, a lot of people use the word mean.
1: Mean. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of a synonym for the same thing. And I think that he would embrace that
0: title, really. When Ryland says his governor is combative, he's talking about the way Matt Bevin has spent the last four years fighting for his vision of conservative government. When teachers flooded the Capitol building last year to protest changes to their pensions... Bevan said they had a thug mentality. Yeah, but Bevan's suggesting that he needs to knock teachers out in order for their own goods. And it's funny because I think the Democratic response to it today in a statement was every time he opens his mouth, he can't help it. It's a disaster. Yes. Like literally, that's what they said. And it is. It is a disaster. He is a
1: perfect. He's refused to talk to reporters claiming that they're. Claiming that they like, actually work for his, uh, his opponents. Uh, there was this one time where he called me an embarrassment to the Commonwealth and my profession. And, you know, it rattles around my brain from time to time. But, you know, I think it's more of a red badge of courage than anything.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's another adjective we could use, which is Trumpy.
1: Sure. I think, you know, there's a contingent of supporters who just really like that about him. They're both salesmen. Uh, they they both can really captivate a room, uh, you know, they are, I think they both really think of themselves as the smartest guy in the room.
0: It's funny, you said there, you know, he thinks people like this combative style. I guess he's about to find out right. if that's true.
1: Yeah, I and lots of other political watchers in Kentucky are really eager to see what happens in this election.
0: This Kentucky governor's race, political operatives have been keeping an eye on it, looking for early indicators. Will Governor Bevin show what lies ahead for President Trump? But on the ground, Ryland sees this race a little differently. Today on the show, we're going to talk about what Kentucky can and can't tell us about the national mood. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next? Stick with us. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So Bevin has always been aligned with Trump. And we found this video of him from back in 2016 before the presidential election where he was warning about what could happen if Trump wasn't elected.
1: Do you think it's possible that we'll be able to survive? That would we ever be able to recover as a nation?
0: And it was really shocking to watch.
1: I do think it would be possible, but at what price?
0: At what price? I wonder if you remember that speech.
1: Yeah, I remember that. He was referencing that uh, uh, one of the old revolutionary fellows, uh, and you know, he has this quote about that the, the tree of liberty needs to be watered with the blood of patriots from time to time. And he was saying that if Hillary Clinton were to win, then the country might once again be in such a time in which the tree of liberty needed to be fed with the blood of patriots. And it was pretty shocking.
0: Yeah, and he was governor at the time. That was the thing that really stood out to me. He wasn't just campaigning.
1: Right. He's been known to stoke the flames. It's something he's done a lot.
0: But now his approval ratings are low. And it's got Democrats wondering, is he beatable? Especially after this campaign rally Bevan held a few weeks back. There was this one rally that you've talked about before where it was supposed to be splashy. Don Jr. was in town and, you know, it was supposed to be a big event for Matt Bevin, but it didn't work out as expected. I, I wonder if you could tell that story, but tell me sort of what it told you as a reporter who's been following him for so many years.
1: Yeah, uh, so this was out in Pikeville, which is far eastern Kentucky. That's uh, coal country. That's a huge block of voters that President Trump has, you know, really tried to rally around symbolically, and a, a place where I think Governor Bevin's folks figured that Donald Trump's son, Trump Jr., would be able to bring a whole lot of folks out of the woodwork for a, a, a rally on Governor Bevin's behalf. Uh, so they had this. It was in the middle of the day, I believe, on a on a Thursday, in late August, and. They rented out this huge arena, Appalachian Wireless Arena, and about I would say a little over a hundred people showed up and it was so it was a pretty it was a pretty big empty hall for, you know, one of the most prominent, you know, Republican figures or one of the most prominent surrogates for President Trump.
0: Those must have been terrible pictures for the newspaper.
1: Yes. Well <laughs> the thing is there weren't too many people there covering it. You know, there there were some local reporters there. I happen to be one of the few people from the state house that came out to, you know, see how eastern Kentucky would roll out for Governor Bevin. And yeah, no, not too many people showed up. It was, it was a bit of an embarrassment for the campaign.
0: Ryland says the thing about covering politics in Kentucky is that polling isn't that reliable. Not many people expected Bevin to become governor in the first place, had never held elected office before. His Democratic predecessor was really popular. So when Ryland sees an empty stadium like this one, he starts thinking, maybe this race is up for grabs.
1: On one side, we're wondering, well, Governor Bevin's been trying to make sure that eastern Kentucky stays in, in his camp because eastern Kentucky is this historically Democratic-leaning region, You know, New Deal, Franklin D. Roosevelt-era Democrats, that has really started voting Republican in recent years. But especially with Governor Bevin's comments about teachers, there's been some questions as to whether or not Bevin has been able to keep those eastern Kentuckians in his tent.
0: Back when Bevin was first elected, a lot of people paid attention to what was going to happen in Kentucky because before he was there, there was a Democratic governor who did everything in his power to make the Affordable Care Act work for the people in Kentucky in terms of expanding Medicaid, in terms of establishing, you know, a local exchange, doing all the things that the Obama administration would have wanted. And it was largely seen as a success, but of course, it was also a state that was Trending Republican. And folks sort of looked at it as a lab. Like, let's watch this state because it'll show us what happens when a deeply conservative person takes control of a state that has been implementing these policies that are pretty democratic. So can you just explain what happened?
1: Yeah, Kentucky was the poster child for the Affordable Care Act. Our uninsured rate went from over twenty percent down to seven percent. Governor Bevin campaigned on on doing away with the Medicaid expansion and scrapping the you know state exchange. Uh, he scrapped the state exchange, but he never did away with the with the Medicaid expansion, which is actually the you know, thing that most people gotten in coverage um, through in Kentucky.
0: And this was basically to save money, right?
1: Yeah. It's a cost savings measure. He says that the state uh, isn't able to afford it. Uh, He proposed one of those waivers to tinker with the Medicaid system, essentially. The big part of that waiver is to impose work requirements on most Medicaid beneficiaries. That requires them to prove they're working or in school or volunteering in order to keep their benefits. That's been locked up in federal court for the last couple of years. So it hasn't been implemented. We still have the Medicaid expansion.
0: Well, the interesting thing to me is, is that my understanding is that he could get rid of the Medicaid expansion with the stroke of a pen, but he has not. It shows how volatile this issue is, that he is sort of saying one thing but acting another.
1: I think it does tell us something important about what the issue of health care is like right now in America. And I think that that's basically that the the Affordable Care Act set a political bar For coverage that politicians really can't try and lower without a whole lot of political repercussions or at least a whole lot of fear of it. I think we saw the same thing in 2017 with the attempt to uh, repeal and replace Obamacare. Republicans got so close, but it didn't happen uh, because of that, that very same thing. One, they had to go through reconciliation. But then two, they're so worried about the backlash.
0: But that backlash, Rylan says he's not seeing it because a lot of the benefits are still there for now.
1: This is something that you would think would really be a big thing that motivates people to go out to the polls because such a large percentage of of Kentuckians are on Medicaid. It's like 1.4 million Kentuckians out of 4.4 million are on Medicaid itself, plus tens of thousands of people who are on the the exchange uh, programs. You know, you would figure, like, you know, if somebody's trying to undo those benefits, then there's going to be great outcry from voters. But there really hasn't been too much of one. You know, whether it's been the State House, elections. We've had two of them since Governor Bevin's been elected. And uh, we've had a couple congressional races. This is not really played.
0: But there has been an outcry over something else, pension benefits. Governor Bevin has doggedly tried to trim how much the state spends on them. But those pensions impact teachers who have staged sick outs and made regular appearances at the Kentucky General Assembly.
1: So teachers, you know, they came out in mass. Thousands of teachers have shown up on weekdays in the middle of the school year to protest uh, some of these bills that have been taken up in the legislature. It, it's pretty remarkable. It's hard to it's hard to wa- walk around the Capitol. Uh, it's hard to park. It's hard to you know, and it's just loud the whole time. But it's, you know, it's fascinating to watch. Public pensions are under attack. What do we do? <laughs>
0: We get very little. Our pension is our nest egg. We don't get Social Security. We don't get paid a lot, but we get a pension. And when they mess with your pension, they're messing with the livelihoods of teachers everywhere. And, so and Governor Bevan, he has not appreciated any of this.
1: The governor railed against this. He called the teachers thugs. He c- compared them to drowning victims, saying you need to hit them over the head and drag them to shore because they don't know what's best for them and he's been unabashed about it he has not apologized and he's just kind of doubled down on it and teachers have just only gotten angrier and angrier and so again this is kind of the big question whether or not the things uh bevin has done and how he's talked whether that's something that will flip people that will get people to start voting democrat in some of those rural parts of the state
0: so governor Bevan has been talking about all these conservative talking points but it sounds like he's run into a lot of opposition from voters and roadblocks. And I wonder how his opponent right now, the Democrat, Andy Bashir, is capitalizing on that.
1: So, Andy Bashir is the he's the attorney general right now in Kentucky. So, it's this unusual relationship of having a Democratic attorney general and a Republican governor. But what it's meant is that Andy Bashir has just sued the governor throughout their administrations. It's, it's, I think it's something like 12 lawsuits.
0: If the Democratic candidate for governor has a bunch of lawsuits against the Republican candidate for governor... It sounds kind of personal.
1: Yeah, it's been personal in some ways since the very beginning. Andy Bashir the guy who's running for governor, is the son of the former governor Steve Bashir One of the first things that Bevin did when he got into office was remove uh, Andy Bashir's mother, Jane Bashir from a uh, uh, from one of the Kentucky Horse Park Board, uh, which is just you know widely seen as this, this very personal attack.
0: Well, I mean, we should remind people in the state that's the home of the Kentucky Derby, removing someone from a horse-related board might be a big deal.
1: It was a big deal. But, I mean, it was also, you know, she's been first lady of Kentucky for eight years. And like as one of the first things he did in office was just kind of this elision of, of just her name, even from anything in there. And then it turned into these lawsuits.
0: Listening to Ryland talk, you can see why the Democrats think they've got a shot here, right? But even though Bevin has struggled with kitchen table issues... Ryland says the governor's been shrewd when it comes to social issues, wedge issues. Bevin wants voters to focus on impeachment, abortion, immigration. Illegal immigration is hurting America. The crime, the cost. Governor Bevan won't let it hurt Kentucky. Bevin says no to sanctuary cities. But Andy Bashir would allow illegal immigrants to swarm our state. These are the very same issues Republicans are running on all over the country which is why politicos see this race as an indicator of what's to come.
1: Despite having this, the kind of Trumpy, you know, wild rhetoric, uh, yeah, deep down, you know, his issues align with Republicans. Probably the most signature of which is his stance on abortion.
0: Kentucky was moving backwards with liberal pro-abortion candidates gaining strength. Then we elected Christian, conservative, political outsider Matt Bevan as governor. He's a father of nine kids, four of them adopted. Yes, Glenna and I are pro-life, but so is Kentucky. Andy
1: he has pushed so hard uh, and signed many, many uh, anti-abortion bills into law. He has attempted to close the the last abortion provider in the state under a, a, a licensing disagreement. You know, it's still locked up in court. And yeah, he was one of the governors to sign a, a fetal heartbeat bill into law, which is you know effectively a ban on abortion. But the thing is to remember is that Kentucky's actually a kind of strange Republican state. There are a lot of Republicans, especially in rural parts of the state, that are still pretty in favor of social services, whether it's safety net programs like the, the Medicaid expansion or like the school stuff that we're talking about, like pensions, stuff that actually ends up benefiting rural local governments because there's not a whole lot of other money there. And this is money that's going to folks that live there.
0: So next week, Trump is supposed to visit Kentucky and be part of a rally with Governor Bevan, try to pump him up right before Election Day. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people in Washington are talking about this as some kind of bellwether, sort of get the pulse of the country, how the country's feeling about not just their local governor, but the president, too. I wonder what you would tell those folks who are looking at this race. Would you tell them eh, this is too local, don't look at it like that? Or would you say, nah, pay attention here?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I think that that's, you know, Kentucky is just one state. It has its own particular uh, uh, strange things going on in its race that aren't totally tied to the president. And the huge other factor is just how, you know, how low our voter turnout is in these elections. Last time around, it was 30%. Uh, who showed up to vote for governor in 2015. And yeah, it's a state race. It's And it's kind of focused on state issues. Granted, the governor wants it to be, he wants it to be a referendum on Donald Trump because Donald Trump is so popular in Kentucky.
0: That's a really good point, that making this a referendum on Trump benefits Bevin in the end because it makes Trump come down there do a rally, puts the pressure on the Democrats real hardcore to turn something out.
1: Yeah. And it, it reminds all those voters who have been supporting Republicans in recent years, kind of a big reason why they've been doing it. And that's their support for the president, who's just wildly popular here, whereas Bevan is not. And it's those big issues that people are paying attention to, things that you know are talked about a whole lot on national cable news programs. Again, abortion, immigration, impeachment. Uh, these are the things that the governor wants voters to keep their eye on, even though um, with the exception of abortion, those issues don't have a whole lot to do with what's going on in state government.
0: Ryland Barton, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Rylan Barton is a statehouse reporter for Kentucky Public Radio. And that's the show. What Next is produced by Daniel Hewitt, Mara Silvers, Mary Wilson, and Jason DeLeon. We have editorial help from Allison Benedict, and I'm Mary Harris. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow.